Hey, Mr. Miyagi, isn't that him? Hey. hey can you break a log like that? Don't know. Never been attacked by two. Welcome to Karate Kid Two Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part Two, two in-flight minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And today we are talking about minutes 24 to 26 of the Karate Kid Part Two. They begin with Daniel keeping Miyagi awake, and they end with Miyagi and Daniel at the airport. So, uh, Matt, we left off last week uh, with Miyagi and Daniel flying to Okinawa. And uh, the scene continues into this segment with uh, Daniel being very inquisitive and Miyagi being very patient. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, punch that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Let him sleep. He's old. Uh, he needs to rest. Yeah. He just, see, uh, he just seems so, like, put upon and downtrodden. But he, just, but he doesn't complain. <laughs> no. No. He realizes the kid's got a lot of questions. Uh, I don't even think, I don't even think he's uh, given the kid enough uh, preparation for what what is to come, even even with all the questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, Daniel's continuing on with his questions. Uh, he says, uh, "Your father? He taught to both of you?" And I don't know. I can't help but. Uh, bring back our uh, our standby uh, Karate Kid Minute gag that says that Daniel is constantly amazed how many things Miyagi's father have, knows and has done. Your dad's my idol. <laughs> he taught two people? <laughs> how does he have the mental capacity for that? <laughs> uh, but then he says, uh, uh, I thought you said your family's karate was only taught from father to son. <laughs> lied to me (laughs) yeah um was that something they said in karate kid part one i can't remember i didn't yeah yeah yeah. he said karate is only taught father to son or or his family's karate yeah one thing i remember i don't remember a lot of things but i remember that (laughs) for whatever reason and i had to read the quote verbatim because uh, i just love the uh you know, the Jersey accent in uh, father, you know, instead of, or, you know, really Ralph is like New York. So it could be a New York accent, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of getting a sense now of how close Miyagi and Sato were by, by this dialogue that, you know, these guys were almost like brothers. It, like, mm-hmm. like Sato was such a good friend to Miyagi that Miyagi begged his father to, uh, teach Sato, even though that uh, it, it's so funny. Sato's got a, a real problem with Miyagi breaking tradition, except the part where <laughs> Miyagi's <laughs> father teaches him. Yeah, except for when it's, it's good for him. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And then, and then, then it, I, like, and, and like they're like close enough where they would break a generations long tradition uh, to teach him karate, but. Not so close that they can't devolve into a, a death match. <laughs> Over a girl. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, we constantly, it, it, it's going to be an ongoing thing, I think, for this movie where we question what exactly, what what is, what is honor in, in Sato's opinion. And, you know, there's that 
the two definitions is it like this the respect that he has or is he he has from others or is it the break with tradition thing so maybe it is more like he was insulted by uh the lack of respect that he got um when miyagi did that married uka behind his back mm. made a big speech about how terrible sato is for her. <laughs> <laughs> um so then he then we get a reminder wait a second have you spoke on this before who do you think was in the wrong in that situation yeah we i think every time we've kind of brought it up it's we've had a guest and we focused on what the guest thinks but um i don't know i again I'm, i constantly go back to why wasn't there more talking but yeah i don't know maybe you know there's different cultures and you know people are not just as openly talkative about their feelings as, you know, us uh, whiny Americans are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I, I constantly go back to, I think Miyagi, if he could have talked to Sato about this, like maybe he was in the wrong for not doing it. And that's like almost like a deep shame for him on top of the fact that his best friend wants to kill him. <laughs> like. <laughs> Maybe that's another reason why he left is just a deep shame that he feels. Yeah. Uh, um, but I also think that, you know, challenging someone uh, to fight to the death over, well, just about anything, unless you're defending someone else's life is, is also kind of. A little extreme. Not, not my jam. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good for movies though. So <laughs> what do, what do you think? Oh, it's so hard. Uh, I mean, yeah. if like we don't really learn if Sato loved her, right, or if he if he just right wanted her because he was supposed to have her. I guess I guess it all depends on if he loved her or not. If he if Sato loved her too, then yeah, that's really that is tricky. Yeah, a crappy thing to do to your friend. But if he didn't love her, then yeah, maybe Miyagi and Yukie's true love should have prevailed. I don't know. Right, right. And, you know, again, it's a, the, it, I also, you know, as, you know, uh, an, a person that's not a part of a society with arranged marriages, I kind of bristle at the idea that, like, no, she's like, she's saved <laughs> for him. Yeah, she doesn't get a say in it. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But then again, but, so neither did Sato. Like, he was supposed to yeah. marry her. Like, maybe he, well, obviously, he wanted to for some reason whether it be the money. No, he's giving her money. It couldn't have been the money. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it just looks good. Yeah. It's like a status thing. Like, Hey, look at me marrying the poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't I that's such a good guy? Hmm. You should, you should go to my various businesses. Uh, we'll get into that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Daniel c continues asking, <laughs> setting up this funny situation where Miyagi and Sato fight and his father is like a referee and Miyagi's like, uh, no referee for this one. Uh, and Daniel says, how do you know who wins? And Miyagi says plainly, the one who's dead doesn't, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Miyagi meant that humorously, but I, <laughs> I think that's a funny line, but 
yeah, Daniel's still kind of thinking like this is Karate Kid Part One. Like you, you fight in a tournament and you get respect, and the bullies leave you alone. But mm-hmm. uh, in Okinawa, you kind of fight until we really do need to get the loser a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do kind of wonder uh, still. I, I brought this up before, like just what Miyagi. Like we hear all this stuff about Miyagi's father. Like what? What was Miyagi's father's reaction to all this? Like. I knew like I trained broke the tradition. Yeah, like he welcomed Sado and trained him in karate, the karate that he is going to go after his own son with, you know? Yeah. Uh, um oh yeah, yeah. This there's no clear answer for these questions, but maybe you have an idea or opinion or whatever. Like I was thinking, like, how young do you think Sato was when Miyagi asked his father to train him? And what was the reason? Mm. I bet they were probably, you know, around seven to ten years old, probably, in order yeah. for them to actually like master it. You know, they probably had to start young. What was your second question? What was the reason? Why? Yeah. Was he? Was he? Pro- probably just uh, the Miyagi Do style is uh, revered in the village, and and he's like, I know it's not done, but uh, you're my best friend, and if anybody can get your dad to change his mind, it'd be you. I don't know. Just writing this down for the Netflix series. I got all these notes. <laughs> um, this is good stuff, though. I like the idea of them uh, starting when they're like seven or eight years old. That means yeah. that this series, if it doesn't start when they're like <laughs> in elementary school... Yeah. <laughs> Well, just in the first episode, you have like, uh, you know, 10 minutes of flashbacks to when they were kids. Yeah. Fast forward to teenage years. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't employ kids, kid actors for that long. It's it's uh, not con- conducive to uh, efficient TV production. I don't know. You know, they did it with Stranger Things, you know. <laughs> I mean, as long as they're aging them up. Uh, in between seasons, you know, all of a sudden in the season two, they're like teenagers. I thought you said as long as they Asian them up. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) No, Uh, I think there'd be plenty Asian, Uh, but aging, aging. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I got that as you continued on. I'm like, what? It just threw me off for a second. Are you doing the Scarlett Johansson and Ghost of the Shell thing here? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, like, elementary school would be season one. Season two would be, like, hot teens, you know, the Riverdale of <laughs> Tommy Village. Um, and then season three would be, uh, you know, running to America. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, like, so getting back to why why train Sato, like, I was wondering, like, I wondered if Sato saw Miyagi-Do karate as some sort of, new thing that he had to possess like that's like the newest that you know everybody thinks that you know the miyagi do karate is cool or you know they're the version of cool highly respected i should say mm-hmm. um and maybe sato uh was like i i must have this you know uh, or like was sato at some sort of breaking point and miyagi kind of took pity and was like he needs balance like and i know that my father has the tools to give him you know uh, i'm too young to teach him myself that kind of thing i don't know could be kind of like an obi-wan bringing anakin into the <laughs> jedi council i'll train him myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, okay. So back to the movie. The scene transitions as Daniel looks out the window at the cloudy sky, and, we, and it's very cloudy. I'm I'm assuming that the movie's like trouble ahead, <laughs> you know. Um. Oh yeah, I did kind of cringe at this part. Uh, speaking of Asian, uh, Bill Conti's score as we transition gets very Asian themed. Oh, yeah. uh, and it, it it ends with a literal gong <laughs> as they transition to the airport. Uh, so uh, I I'd have to say like oh this is just the '80s you know but I think I I I still hear this that kind of stuff in in scores for other movies yeah. uh, and TV shows so still goes on. I, I'm I'm always like confused on whether or not that's it's. Authentic. Okay thing. So, yeah. 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 I, don't know. I guess we'd have to watch uh, a bunch of Japanese TV and see if they do the same thing. <laughs> right. I don't think right. they do. <laughs> I just think that it's less of a case of like racism and more of a case of like not having, not doing enough research and not having enough imagination to mm-hmm. create something that sounds Asian, but it doesn't go to your. Yeah. I wonder what's the origin of that jingle. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> I don't Somebody know. find out the first use of of that Asian jingle. I bet it was like a really early Looney Tunes cartoon or something like that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so the plane lands and now according to the script, the, the shooting script, we're in Naha Airport. Uh, but I, I, I'm sorry. I got to, I have to break you again, Matt. This is still LA. Oh man. <laughs> coming this is a part of LAX that, that actually is now a museum, uh, that they're exiting from. <laughs> uh, all right. So the next part of my notes is I, I did a little math and I'm sorry, this is going to probably make people fall asleep at the wheel, um, mm-hmm. as they're driving to work. Uh, but so it's daylight here in Naha, uh, Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Miyagi leaving his house, uh, at 6 PM. The cab was coming for him at 6 PM LA time. Uh, and let's say maybe his flight was like 8 PM because yeah. we know in the eighties, you didn't really have to get there too early. <laughs> uh, so I looked it up. If you have a direct flight from LA to Naha, it's 12 hours. Um, which means, by my calculations, that you would land in Okinawa at 8, 8 a.m. L.A. time. But <laughs> where I really got into a jam was that Okinawa is actually 16 hours ahead of Los Angeles. So, therefore, if he took off at 8 p.m. in L.A., he would land in midnight in Okinawa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it should be pitch black out right now. <laughs> Maybe they slept in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Like uh, maybe they got delayed somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's maybe there was a transfer in Hawaii. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could be anything. All we know is it was it was nighttime during a part of their plane ride, and now it is uh, the middle of the day, as far as I know. Although you know, kind of pushing ahead into the movie, the minutes we haven't covered yet. I believe they end up in Tomi Village at night. So I don't know what that means. (laughs) How long it took for him to get from 
where they're dropped off back to Tomi Village. But uh, all right, so uh, oh god, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this do this joke, and uh, you let me know if uh, it should stay in the podcast. Okay. All right. So Miyagi and Daniel make their way through the airport. Daniel says, "Is he says it's pretty weird having someone go through my stuff like that? Glad I didn't have any dirty laundry." And I wrote down it as a joke. Daniel is not used to Japanese customs. Uh, <laughs> that's a keeper, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good dad joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, we have uh, Okinawan Love Actually. You ever seen Love Actually? Ah, uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I think the movie begins and ends with people like reuniting at an airport, and it's everybody just jumping into each other's arms and being ha- happily reunited. In slow and, motion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're seeing a lot of this happen around uh, 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 Daniel and Miyagi. Um, and Miyagi drops a little fact that uh, he didn't actually take a flight at Okinawa; he left by boat. So I wonder how long that took, and what kind of boat? What kind of boat was it? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, was like it a passenger we, boat, or did he like stow away? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And you know, we find out later about Choja Miyagi uh, getting drunk on sake <laughs> in yeah. a boat. And then, so, are they trying to compare him to the the real uh, Miyagi? <laughs> um, so we actually learn the airport's new. And uh, Tommy, and then Daniel kind of reminds us that Tommy Village wasn't on the map. And uh, I wonder if this movie is thinking like, hey, it, we should let these people know things might have changed. Things might be different than how Miyagi remembers. Um, it's a good reminder. And, yeah. And so, but Miyagi's not too worried about it. He says that uh, he's going to ask the taxi. And uh, if we remember Daniel... In uh, when he returns to Okinawa and Cobra Kai, that's literally what Daniel does. <laughs> he gets into a cab and says, Tommy Village. <laughs> <laughs> it works both times. Yep. Uh, different outcomes, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Daniel stops Miyagi because he sees a billboard with the big, big word Sato on it. Um, and he asks if that's the Sato and Miyagi says, yes. Uh, in the first draft of this screenplay, Miyagi actually said it's, oh, it's just a popular name. <laughs> and Daniel's like, oh, yeah, it's probably coincidence. <laughs> but it was supposed to be him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the best lines in this movie is said when Daniel's like, can you break a log like that? And Miyagi says, don't know, never been attacked by tree. <laughs> yeah. I already mentioned it before, but taking a page out of Bruce Lee's book. <laughs> Boards don't hit back. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, Daniel has, sometimes has some uh, silly questions for Miyagi to get, you know, it, it's a, a writerly thing that, that, you know, came in as uh, trying to get some exposition out and needs, needs Miyagi to tell us a bunch of things. But I thought it would be hilarious uh, if Daniel suddenly thought that Okinawan trees were dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, something I gotta look out for? <laughs> Don't worry, Daniel son. More bark than bite. Oh no. Cut that one from the podcast. Oh <laughs> they're not all winners. <laughs> uh and okay, so did you take a look close look at this uh billboard? 
the words on it? Uh, not really. Uh, I saw the, um, uh, the proven in combat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's it, it, right in the center of the billboard is Sato's karate school. And that's the, what Daniel's referring to. And it says it's Okinawa's biggest dojo uh, for 40 years. Uh, and again, it's like, is he trying to like, show up Miyagi Do and what what is Miyagi Do at this point? I don't know, but he trained Miyagi. I don't think Miyagi Do is like a, a school that you can go to. I think it's right, right. It's about to die with Miyagi. School. Yeah. Uh and it says that he is the official instructor of the US military. Um so yeah he took Miyagi Do karate and did he did he sell out, you know? Mm. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Does it say Miyagi Do on the advertisement? No, no, no. I'm oh, just okay. saying he learned. He was taught in Miyagi Do. Yeah. And then, and then but all is of he, a sudden. But, but is he advertising that he teaches Miyagi Do? Yeah, I don't know. No, it just says, you know, it's his karate school, I believe. This is Okinawa's biggest dojo. Um, Sato is a very rich man uh, and is in charge of many, many businesses. Did you notice there are other Sato businesses all around that billboard? I know I know when they drive up to one in, in the next scene uh, or a couple of scenes from now. A couple of scenes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see it on the building. Yeah. No. Uh, what, else, are, what else has he got? There are other advertisements all around the karate school. Uh, in the upper left is one that says Sato Construction Company, which we we know that there's he does a bit of constructing and deconstructing in this movie. Um, uh, Sato, there's there's one where it's like a green one on the right of the sign with a like a little boat and it says Sato and I'm wondering if it's like Sato fishing or Sato, I don't know. And, and you know there's talk later about Sato's impact on on the fishing uh, by Tomi Village. Um, in the lower left, there's it says Sato Realty. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, he owns everything. Uh, most surprisingly, though, and in a PG movie, in the on the very top of the billboard above the karate school, it says Sato Escort Service. Oh. <laughs> Is that what – does he come see you personally? <laughs> <laughs> Take off pants. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does, he, does he do one of those dances that uh, you UPA does? But uh, Kumiko. Oh, nice. The 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 Obone dance. Yeah. All right. We'll leave the jokes, boy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for this minute. Uh, but uh, before we all get attacked by trees for the terrible terrible jokes that have been said, uh, let's wrap the episode up. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. You're going to be here, Matt, right? I didn't. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I'll be I'll be guarded though. I'll be ready for jokes. <laughs> All right. The check is in the mail as usual. Yeah. Uh, please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, join the Miyagi Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute, and you will find us. And if you have a minute, head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. And let us know uh, that you're enjoying the show. It would be nice to see a a few more reviews with our new season. And until next time, Ask Taxi. (laughs) 